Hello, this is Sharon Steitler, the bird chick, and I am here with non-birding Bill. Hello. And it is our goal to podcast, and thanks to a variety of people, we are podcasting. We are. Uh, This is our public podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, We do that every other week, and then on the other every other weeks, we do a podcast just for Patreon members. Yes. Where they get to help us work out our marriage a little bit more. (laughs) So if you're listening to this uh, for free, uh, wonderful. Thank you. A uh, special shout out to all our Patreon donors. You can go to patreon.com slash birdchick. We have a variety of levels, and some people choose to go rogue and give levels that aren't mm-hmm. levels that we give, and right. we appreciate each and every damn one of you people. Do you realize we completely screwed up our uh, the no. only stretch goal that we have? The 250? Yeah. The that- original stretch goal was if we, re- if we reach 250, we will do two free podcasts a month. And that's what we're doing No, right I thought now. if we got 250 that we would do like a free podcast every week. No, well, that's not what we had. Anyway, so, we're so we podcasting, and it's mostly because of our Patreon members. Yes. Uh, and, and thank you. And also, Patreon members, you helped us with our tax bill this year. Yes, so you did. thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you. Uh, yeah, hey, cheers to the Patreons. Mm. And things that Patreons get to do is direct this podcast a little bit. At some yep. goal levels, you can uh, send us news stories. You mm-hmm. can ask us to plug stuff. Uh, one thing we did was we had a poll, and the Patreons said... I shouldn't say Patreons. I should say, like, you know, we've got the Bobolinks, we got the Shoe Bills, we right. got Bills, we got the Kiskadees, we got your brown birds. Mm-hmm. But uh, one thing that we put up was a poll of, like, do you want guests? Mm-hmm. And by golly, the poll said yes. Boy, people were really tired of hearing us talk. Yeah, so we're getting guests, but we're gonna get guests. They're gonna be bird related. They're gonna, kind of, yeah. Some of them are gonna be birders. Yeah. Some of them are gonna have an interest in birds, but they're gonna be people who can hang. <laughs> we'll see. I'm not sure if I can hang. As I mentioned before, and I think we talked about this, like when we were talking about getting guests, it's like my job is to be an asshole to you. Like you bring bird news, and my job is to be a, a jerk about it. I don't know if I can be a jerk. Around I don't. Our I don't want to bring Sibley in here and sure. have you be an asshole to him. Right. I don't think Sibley would want to do this podcast. I don't think this oh, is God, his no. thing. If you know Sibley and you think he wants to do this podcast, by all means, send him can, our way. I can think of no way this would benefit him in no, any way. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> but like the people who are up and coming and it's like, I'll talk to him a little bit and I'm like, you can't do this podcast. I don't want to scar you for life. Have we talked about the famous birder that we were sort of offered an interview to and then that was sort of retracted not particularly because of us oh. but it was just like <laughs> i think we talked we about with the to... patreons <laughs> and it was like oh fuck okay yeah let's somebody do was somebody was putting out a book and it was just They're like famous pr not people. neil gaiman i will right. say that because no. neil gaiman could hang oh neil would be on this podcast neil would throw so much shade on you it would be amazing it would, would be, be amazing just, the problem uh, with neil is he's doing too much stuff right and when we hang out with neil we're like we never ask him to do so it wasn't yet. him so some actual pr agency said do you want to have an like an interview a, like a skype interview with him and we were like, like fuck it why do you not? know who we are i know <laughs> not like do you know who i am like no 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 do it's you, like do you know who we are are you sure did you send this to the us? wrong address i, I think this you think this podcast into is more like, popular than it is? It got like to a couple of steps and then it didn't happen, which was probably best for everybody I was really involved. relieved when it didn't happen. Yeah. I mean, I I have friends who are New York Times bestselling authors. Sure. And I love talking to them. Right. But I was like, I don't know 
This is... No. I don't think this person knows what they're getting into. This is bad for you. <laughs> this isn't going to end well. <laughs> and I've read your books. You don't want any part of this, do we? <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, um, speaking of podcasts, we need to talk about a couple sure. podcasts. Um, I very recently was a guest on a podcast called Bird Banter. Mm-hmm. It is a new podcast by Ed Pullen. Uh, I'll put up a link. You should listen to it if you feel like you have not heard enough of my life story. Uh, Ed, But Ed is starting a new podcast, and he's inter- interviewing all sorts of birders. Um, and Ed said he was inspired by our podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, As I believe I said in the Patreon thing. Yeah, I could do better than this. That was my goal when we started podcasting. I was like, I want someone else to podcast so I can have podcasts to listen to. And we do. And we do have a lot of great podcasts. So be sure to check out the Bird Banter podcast. If you have ideas for guests for Ed, you should let him know. But we'll put up a link to that. Also, I hadn't planned on talking about this, but it kind of came up in my Twitter feed. Uh, I got a thing from, um, well, his, his Twitter name is Blanket, but it's Radio Berkman. And it's talking about Twitter, and it's from seven years ago. Oh, wow. And, um... Wait, somebody just put up an interview you did seven no, years they, ago? No, there was kind of like a throwback. Thing. Oh, okay, okay. It's like, okay. I did a podcast TBT. on... Is Twitter a revolutionary force for social communication? With Birdchick, <laughs> Sephora, PD Replies, there's like a few others. Right. And all of us were like, oh, fuck. You know, we're all just like, oh, no, I don't what want to listen to something. For, and, and I was just like... Yeah, seriously, bro. How 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 problematic was I seven years ago? I was like surprisingly not problematic. Great. And I and I listened to it, and it was really fascinating because I clearly was much more active on Twitter at the oh, time yeah. and much more excited about it because yeah. it was still that kind of sweet spot of Twitter was like going to a convention right. where there may or may not be celebrities there, and you could kind of comment and and also I was clearly balls deep in beekeeping then. Yep. And so I was, I was, they, they were trying to like, well, hey, you're into birds and this is Twitter. Let's make this about birds. And I was like, but it's actually more like bees because you know, bees do this dance and everybody watches and that's how you get the information and that's what Twitter is. And then it was also a whole thing of me saying, it's like, well, you know, it's also kind of like birds. I, I shouldn't spoil it, but I was like, I worked in like, maybe you'll have sex with Will Wheaton. On. And, I, and I feel bad because we like actually have met Will Wheaton sure. at this point, and I, I don't think we had met him at this point. I was just like using him as an example, so I'm right. sorry of well that I said that. But yeah. anywho, um, if you want to listen to a podcast from seven years ago about how revolutionary Twitter is for communication, it's surprisingly <laughs> not as problematic as I thought it was going to be. My terror is someone's going to find a tweet out of context, like anyone, and just sure. be like, look at you, you horrible. There right? are uh, services now. That will completely delete your Twitter feed. Like, not just, like... You you can keep your Twitter... Like, obviously, you can just, like, delete mm-hmm. your account. This will go back and, like, delete your entire Twitter account. You can just, like... You should yourself. do that when I die. You should do that in I my Facebook. Oh, yeah. you, should, you should just delete everything. Because what's going to happen <sighs> is... <clears throat> with all this internet stuff... <clears throat> I think what I'll do instead is just have your most popular tweet, like, engraved on your tombstone. And it'll probably be just, like... Fart. Actually, what I want you to do is I want you to like make it a QR code. Sure. <laughs> Lovely. Because <laughs> that's your, the future. Your clout rate. Remember clout? Remember when that was a thing? I remember people trying to make it a thing, and right. like people who were like clout promoters, like, "Hey, you're this on clout." I'm like, okay. Yeah. <sighs> you should do more on clout. Okay. People. I don't ah, care. Humanity. I, I am. I am where I want to be. I, I'm sure I could be more. I'm where ah, I want to be. All of humanity. Anyway, check those out. Those are fun podcasts. You know, had you worked much harder seven years ago, yeah, and really like 
pushed your social media presence and yeah. done all the work that you could have done if you'd only been more dedicated. If I'd only been more dedicated? You could have been a fire Festival promoter. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I almost made my wife shoot whiskey out her nose. High five her, Bill. Woo! Oh, my God. 500 husband points. Oh, that's... Well, why don't we make a, a fire bird, Firecrest Bird Festival? Why don't you make a Bird B-Y-R-D festival? No, it should be B-I-R-B. Burb. 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 I you hate, hate that. that. I know. But that's what's going to sell more than... That. I mean... Yeah, sure. The biggest week in burping. Why don't you get... <laughs> why don't you get all the top birders, like David Allen Sibley, and Julie Zigfus, and uh, who else is big? Ken Kaufman, and have them running around on a beach in slow motion to entice people to come to a birding festival. Why don't you do all the promotional stuff for the fire festival, Gardeners. but with burgers? Can you? I'm, you're imagining it right now. I am aren't you? actually. I'm, I'm. I'm replacing a couple people <laughs> because I'm pretty sure, like, if this technology had been available with like the first World Series of birding, right? With like Pete Dunn and Sibley, and I cannot remember that third guy's name. They they totally would have done that. Mm. They they would have been slow motion running. It would have been like, what was that Baywatch? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They would have. Yeah. So. Dare to dream. But I, now I'm thinking of birders I would like to watch in slow motion running. Burp, burp Festival. Burp Festival. 2020, it's going to happen. We'll put up, Sign um, up now. FEMA tents for you to stay in. But they would be happy with that. I that's know, the that's weird the thing. Well, like, I was looking at those like, tents. I was like, oh, it's a birder. It's like, oh, oh it's a geodesic tent. That gives you a lot more room I've been for in your luxury gear. Yeah. lodges that, Great, were nicer, that were not as nice as those. I was like, well, that's not so bad. <laughs> Lunatics. If oh, wow, look at this sandwich. It's just a piece of bread with cheese on it. This is honestly, amazing. if we put up FEMA tents next to a landfill. Right. Oh, God, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I know, it'd be better than fire festival. <laughs> <laughs> FEMA tents next to a landfill. That's the bird festival I want to Everybody start. onto this really shitty airplane, and then we're going to put you onto a bus. Great, fantastic. Wow, oh this is God. really well run. Wow. This is amazing. Free permethrin for the first 100. <laughs> All your luggage is here in a big pile. Fantastic. Thank you so much for bringing that out here. <laughs> Lunch is a cheese sandwich. And by cheese sandwich, we mean two pieces of bread sweet bread Jesus. with like a single... Pl- oh, thank you. So oh, good. thank you for... Oh. oh, my God. I'm so hungry. Thank you so much for also just assuming I'm vegetarian. Oh. at four o'clock in the morning to get food oh wow this is no, so no, no. great no so where fire festival goes wrong is like the the festival starts at 8 a.m and that's yeah. when the riot starts oh, yeah, no 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 we're gonna miss so many birds uh, it's still one of my favorite things of like the horn. we're on this remote location there's no bathrooms this is great oh my god i got it's so undeveloped like there's no building i got MRSA on my ass because i got poison oak while being in the woods that may have actually happened um that's another story for you come to one of my non-birding storytelling shows right. and i will tell that story i will tell the shit out of it Ugh, burb i guess we have byrb we can do both instead of bird or burb byrb burb festival i kind of want to do this as a festival now it's terrible we could make this where it, uh, i think this should just be the running joke i think we could do this festival i think <sighs> we, no. yeah we could do this i call ja rule i get to be ja rule that's fine you're you billy mcfarland i'm ja rule uh, is that the is that the like older gay guy no that's not the, the billy mcfarland was the the fraud white guy. Oh, I want to be the older gay guy that's yeah. getting his own spinoff. Right. Okay. All right. Well, we'll talk about that. Okay. That's that's the role. Who, who can be our Billy McFarlane? Not me. <gasps> Alex Sunval. And people who are on the social medias know who I just referenced. 
And if it's mom, I don't think she does listen to this podcast. Yes, I said I want your son to be my Billy McFarlane. Mm-hmm. You can take that up with me later. All right. Okay, so... We have actual news to talk about? We do. Um, so, the least popular birds in the United States deserve some love. Okay. Apparently, a paper published in Monday on the proceedings of the National Academy of, of Sciences, they ranked 621 species by their popularity. Bird species. Okay, by... Okay, my first question... Well, okay, we'll come to this, but my question is, what is the criteria for the popularity of birds? Okay, so let me... S- but no, let's talk to the list. Like, let's, like, what's number one? What's the most popular bird? What do you think uh, this was? What do you think one of the most popular... Like, the top Why three? would you... That's my question, is who did they poll? And it's like, if you're talking about, like, just people, I would say probably, like, a robin or a cardinal. Um... S- bird watchers, I would say something rare, like, you know... So like, basically, they base this on Google searches. Oh, oh shit. Uh, Great tits. You would think. (laughs) I would think. But I think they probably like, like said, not equals. Right. (laughs) Safe search. I'm I'm pretty sure they're like doing this in just the United States. Okay. So just like if you're going, why shouldn't, yeah. If you're just going North America. Then I go with uh, Robin or Cardinal. And that's what I would have thought, because when I worked at the Wild Bird Store, you know, we, we knew right away, like, if someone's like, I'm going to make these bird things, what are you going to most popular? Bluebird, Cardinal, sure. Chickadee, Goldfinch, yep. literally in that order, maybe an Oriole, but yeah, please don't come to us with your nuthatch. As much as I love mm. the nuthatch, that just wasn't popular. Yeah. So, the like, in the, in the top three, Snowy Owl. Oh, wow, interesting. Common Raven. Very surprising. Bald Eagle. Oh, okay. Bald Eagle. I, I, you know, I, revising my picks, I probably would have put Bald Eagle first because I can picture, if you're just doing this on Google searches, people searching for Bald Eagle to use for whatever yeah. memes or whatever they're crazy, I would have gone with that. Uh, Common Raven, I guess I can see, like, you know, like, people who are searching for images, like, you know. Oh, people love ravens. Yeah, so. I love raisin, ravens. Ravens? I love ravens and raisins. Raisins? Yes. You sounded kind of racist there, but okay. I didn't say Eurasians, but uh, okay, interesting results. Okay. So actually, when I saw that it was like Snowy Owl, Common Raymond, Common, Common Raymond, fantastic. <laughs> Common Raymond Van Buskert, no, um, great <laughs> from Brant Tours. No, um, we just plugged you for free. Um, no, when I was thinking Snowy Owl, Common Raven, and Bald Eagle, I was thinking of like the T-shirt. Oh, sure. Like sure, the guy sure. who wears the like extra large. Wolf shirt. It's like that's usually also the same person that wears the bald eagle. I was like, oh, oh sure. you would wear the raven shirt and you'd wear a snowy sure. owl shirt. I get, well, like I guess what I was saying is like people were specifically searching for bird. Like you know, oh, I'm looking for this bird. But like you know, obviously the ra- you know the eagle is symbolic of America, so I can people see people searching for that. Ravens are very you know gothic and spooky and stuff, so I can people see people searching for that. So so here we go. Here we go. So it says. So number um, one was what? Snowy owl. Oh. Interesting. Common Raven, Bald Eagle. Um, The authors of the paper, Allison Johnston of Cornell University, and the Maine-based biologist, Justin Schutz, measured popularity by looking at the number of Google searches a species generates compared with the number of sightings recorded in the birdwatching database called eBird. Okay, so Mm. now that that gets weird if you're just saying the sightings. Yeah, because it's like... I feel like people that are searching for those particular species. And then the other thing you have to take into account is that, did they just do the search for snowy owl, or did they do the search for snow owl? 
Right. Well, I mean, and that gets into the whole Harry Potter thing. Oh, yeah, there's that. So that's... I don't know that this is particularly useful, except to start a discussion, because, you know, you're talking about, like, did they search for bald eagle, and then completely separately bald eagles have been cited? Or were they searching for, is this a bald eagle? Yeah. How to identify a bald eagle? Yeah, and then there's also the running gag of, did you see the eagle? Yeah, so I think that, yeah, my my... Completely uninformed hot take on that is that the snowy owl thing is influenced by Harry Potter. So overall, they found that bigger birds tended to produce more hype. And they do not lie. (laughs) I like big birds and I cannot lie. You other birders can deny. Yeah, talking very soft is really great for the podcast. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. All right. Um, As did species that are mascots for sports teams. Yep. Bright colors. Sure. Migration. Frequent feeder visits and endangered or threatened status also added to the popularity post. So this is where I'm like... Really? Really? Somebody searched for Florida not, grasshopper sparrow? I don't think so. This is not useful. This is not a useful research subject I think this is more like getting people talking about birds. Right. And like, hey, what's this e-bird thing they used? Sure. Okay, but the thrust is the least popular birds. Yeah. Well, and they did talk about some of the least popular birds. Like sparrow? McGilvery's warbler. Oh, Okay, you're talking about like super obscure birds. Um, like... We're talking about lurkers, but okay. yeah, yeah, All yeah. Right. I was going right. to say, so I mean, if you're a birder, you're like, fuck you, snowy owl and bald right. eagle. I'd much rather see a McGilvery's warbler. Um, so what are the what are the bottom on the list? Um, let's see. Other less glamorous species have different redeeming qualities, which could be leveraged to craft and improve their public image. So basically, God, we is... need a PR firm for McGilvery's Warblers. Yeah, we need to increase their, increase their clout score. Yeah, oh, God, Couches Kingbirds, the biggest losers of all. Apparently, they were like yeah. at the bottom. They were like 617. It's because nobody knows what they are, except for birders. This well, is... they kind of look like a couple other types of kingbirds. Um, they aggressively defend their young from much larger predators, such as hawks, <laughs> which pretty much every kingbird does. But <sighs> I get... I consider myself a science defender. Like, people talk about, oh, they spent $50 million studying cow farts. It's like, yeah, because cows in America produce a massive amount of methane, which is a greenhouse gas. But this is like, this is, this seems dumb. This seems like something that you would do to get your name in a newspaper. I know, I know. So, and like, going back to the whole cow thing. So, right. so I have a, I have a coworker. I you have your work wife. I have my work husband. Sure. You know, and so he was talking about going to his Audubon meetings and um, deciding to be more vegetarian because, like, the whole yeah. cow thing. Yep. It's like when you look at the brass tacks of environmentalism. Yes. And so, and, and, and I'm always trying to, like, I'm just going to have at least one vegetarian meal a day. Sure. And I was, like, feeling good about myself because I had cheese and some vegetables for breakfast. Like, well, cheese is just as bad as meat. And then, like, going into the whole cow thing, right down right. to the cow farts and, like, baby cows being produced so we, we can have cheese. And it's just like, oh. Yeah. It's it's not great. It's not great. Uh, yeah, this is not. I don't. The other thing I was thinking with this that and that your comment made me think about Notre Dame burned this week. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not the college. I should say the Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah, and 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 I'm also really excited about this because this helped me reconnect with my high school French teacher yeah. who was amazing. Uh, she taught us much more than the French language. She taught us about culture. So anyway, I was impressed. I was the thing that struck me about the burning of that cathedral because I've seen it was mm-hmm. how many people were posting their photos or their memories of going to see that cathedral. Right. And so I had my friends who were like religious, and they had that. I had my friends who were really into architecture, 
architecture. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about that. And I had my friends who were into art and talking about that. And right. his friends were like, I've been to Paris and I know what this means. And it's, it's insane that this is on fire and the history. And, and so I was like, yeah, I'm just going to post my picture when I was, I was around Notre Dame. And then 24 hours, my environmentalist friend. Yep. I'm like, oh, uh, that's car- really. Carbon footprint? It wasn't even the carbon footprint. Oh, that's that's. That's dank. Yeah. But no, it wasn't the carbon footprint. It was like, oh, this like old church burned and like Catholicism is a problem and priest rape. But um, gee, it would have been great if you thought about this endangered turtle or this endangered sparrow. And yeah. I was like... This is why I don't like people. <sighs> and, and the thing that I was thinking of when the Notre Dame burned was like, all of us, I shouldn't say all, mo- many of us, like people I was surprised mm-hmm. have been to this cathedral. Yep. Many people I know who are hardcore atheists and like we're just like, I had this moment when I saw this piece it's, of architecture. Because that is a, a building. It's, it's one of the most important pieces of architecture in the world. It's also insanely old. Yes. and it, But it, the thing that struck me was that this was a universal thing that touched so many people, whether they were religious sure. or not. I mean, and, and all of us, it was it was, it was like David Bowie caught yeah. on fire. Yep. And and we were all like, here's how David Bowie influenced me as I was growing up. Yeah. And I was like, I was like... I'm really upset about orangutan forest burning down too. Uh, I, I think like publicly shaming somebody for being upset about it's, Notre Dame. I mean, I, we were all bonding about why, how we had this in common, and now you had to like this shit why, all over that. First of all, a I don't like people. I'm a misanthrope. Two, this is why I severely restrict my like. I'm trying to get to. Dunbar's number on Facebook, and Dunbar's number is a psychological concept where you can only have meaningful connections with 150 people. I am so close to weaning my Facebook down. I want to have non-meaningful connections with like maybe 500 people. <laughs> but I'm so close to, and I'm since I started doing that since I started not friending everybody on Facebook, I enjoy it so much more, but just like I was actually at a meeting this week where they were talking about people were making jokes. I was like this was a great opportunity for, for me to learn how many of my friends have been to Paris. Like, well, fuck you. It's like they saw something that was important to them. I mean, I, w- I wasn't attached to Notre Dame religiously, but right. I had learned so much about it from my French teacher. Right. And, and it's so much a part of culture. And it's, I mean, uh, it's something you hear about. It's something. Especially and I, if you I saw study it. French, it's, it's something you hear about your entire life. But I mean, and I also like learned about it in my humanities right. class and all this. And it's like, and also, I'm someone who has studied religion. Yes. Enough to know that I don't want to be part of it. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, I appreciated it on so many levels. I'm like... And even if you're not even if you're not religious, if you don't appreciate that, it meant something to a hell of a lot of people. It has been around for, you know, what, a thousand years? Like hundreds of not, years. Yeah, hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. And it burned. That's fucked up. It's it's a, Well, it's not that that's fucked up. It's like, wow, we managed not to burn that down until now. Right. <laughs> I mean, because part of me is like, it's inevitable that things are going to, shit's going to happen. Things are going to get destroyed. That just has to happen. Right. That's it, It's inevitable. And it's amazing that that lasted this long. But it's like. It's human nature. We've talked about this before. We've talked about, and I was working with, as we have discussed many times, I was working with someone who I've not worked with before. And I mentioned that I have a rabbit as a pet. And I forgot to tell her, I'm going to tell you I have a rabbit for a pet. Please do not tell me 
the worst story no, you have ever no. heard, the worst thing that you have ever seen happen to a or rabbit. Or the worst thing you did to a rabbit, the yeah. Worst thing you did. And of course she mentioned a story, I think. She didn't do it, but like it had happened around. It was just like, it's human nature that if you tell people something personal, not out of meanness, but just out of human frailty, they will try to turn it against you. They're trying to turn it against. Whenever people tell me that the horrific rabbit story, I right. think they're looking for redemption. Oh sure. And so, and, and it's to the point now where, like, if it comes out that I have a pet rabbit, and like, oh, I can stop them. Yeah. As soon as I hear the oh, I was like, hey, I don't want to hear your horrible rabbit story. Right. That's that's offensive to me. Right. I'm not going to give you. I, 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 and frankly, I mean, part of it is like all the people who were saying this at this thing that I was at, they didn't have a photo, so it was like partially jealousy that they had not gone to Paris. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I, but that was the thing that struck me was the number of people I knew, especially the non-religious people I knew that were like, Oh fuck, I've been to Notre Dame. That's Mm. And I was like, yeah, I know I've been to Notre Dame too. This was like, I felt "Mm, maybe the twin towers isn't the same, but well, there were people outside of the United States that I knew. They're like, "Oh my god, I've been to the top of the Twin Towers." Yeah. I, I was, I exactly. like down, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's insane that 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 it was destroyed." It's always there. It's weird when it's a piece of architecture because yeah. you think of like, "Oh, that's that's going to be there forever." Oh, maybe they'll tear it down because you know, like somebody bought it. And maybe that's like the thing with destroyed. Archi- but maybe that's the thing with architecture. Architect, why am I doing this? Architecture is that. You don't think it's going to be destroyed. And maybe with the way environmentalism has gone, it's like, oh, well, rainforest is going to be destroyed. Right. It's up to us to... And, and and I'm going to be... I'm going to say right away that's problematic. I'm just going to say, if you want people to preserve forests, don't shame them about being upset about Notre Dame. Yeah, it's just generally not good policy. No, but if you're like having drinks with them, it's like, oh, God, you know... That's, that sucks about Notre Dame. And it's really amazing how people are rallying to give money to that. Wouldn't it be great if people also gave money to other things? Right. I just, just don't, don't, don't share the post. Share <sighs> Notre Dame. Yeah. Notre how did we get on this topic? I don't know. And now I'm kind of afraid to go to the next topic. But we have to go right. to it because we're going to have a guest on the next public podcast. And it's a guy. Sure. We cannot discuss this with a guy. Oh, God. What are you going to be problematic about now? That's what I'm always problematic about. What? Feminism. I do not want to talk about feminism with you. Speaking as a feminist, (laughs) I do not want to talk to you about feminism. And Bill is a feminist because we... I believe in the basic human decency of all human beings, including (laughs) women. (laughs) I believe in that, too. Mm. (laughs) Just Mm. because you've taken some internet quizzes Mm. about lipstick Mm. doesn't mean that you're a better feminist than me. I am... (laughs) I think if we could take a poll of all of the people who know both of us, <laughs> I would definitely come out ahead of it. Just, like, it would not be a happy result. They would be like, yeah, I, ooh, it makes me mad to say, yeah, Bill's really a much better feminist than you. Just because I have more testosterone speaking than as you. Some, speaking as someone who owns multiple 80s uh, Bikini Beach movies, I am a much better feminist You're just taking you. this to task with me because <laughs> there was an article about feminism and I got really taking a task on social media because I didn't agree with it. Again, the talking low about this is, is really <laughs> great for the podcast. Anywho, there's an oh. article that's come out on okay. Medium. On what? Medium. Oh, pff, okay. Tell 
don't don't diss medium. Well, no, like the thing of it is, any literally anybody can publish on medium. So it's not like saying, "Oh, it's like, oh, this was in the Harvard Review of Law of Medicine." No, but I mean, articles okay. that are on medium that get around medium is medium is a great place to publish something. I don't think you get paid for a medium. No, you don't. It is literally a place to publish anything. But I mean, it gets it gets it's, it gets it's stuff notable. Out there. It's the stuff that the high profile stuff on there. I is don't want to ruin your feminism by you saying by me saying, "Hey, it's on Medium," and you going. That's like saying it's on Live Journal. No, no, it's not. Right. No, Medium is Medium shit gets shared. I feel like it's more like saying it's on Huffington Post. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, I mean, because Huffington Post, it's like, they don't pay you either. Right. And we know a lot of people who've written for Huffing- Huffington Post. And Huffington Post. Huffington, <laughs> no, but no, Huffington Post. They're, they, are channels to get, it's, it's, it's good to get work out right. there. But anyway, so there's an article on there called The Feminist Revolution in Birding, written by Olivia Gentile. Okay. Who's written some great books. Sure. Um, and she wanted to interview me. This was several months ago. I don't remember everything. Oh, boy. But I do remember her interviewing me. I was like... Yeah, I'm kind of problematic. I don't know if you want to interview me. And, like, I I, 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 I am problematic. I'm going to refer you to other people to talk to. Good. And I have figured out, because um, she, she, she talks to a number of women I respect. Good. And, but the other thing that I love about this article is she highlights things like world girl birders. Well, get badass. We were it's my gonna, favorite joke of all. I know. I know. It's, it's a terrible name. It's a great group. Um, and she also talks about the Ugandan women birders, which we've talked about uh, on this podcast. Yes, Because I've, I've chatted with those women mm-hmm. and I've visited them with them. Those women are amazing. But the thing that, I, that got me with this article is that some men, not all, are making women uncomfortable. Hashtag, not all men. I'm not. No, I'm not going to use that hashtag. Uh, I'm just going to say... That 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 there there are problematic things out there, and there are men that are quoted saying terrible things, and they're not revealed. I know who they are. Again, you're whispering. Okay. On, I know but... who they are, but um, right. and, and and it makes me sad that that that's still happening, and that is being said to women. Okay, so okay, just sidebar here. I'm not asking you to reveal this, so. So what is the context here? She is saying that she interviewed men no, about this? No, she interviewed this, women. Or she has heard, like, so you have anonymous quotes from men. What is the context within this article? No, 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 they, there article? aren't anonymous quotes from men. There are women saying, I met this particular man. Oh, it's a whisper list. Okay. And this man said, X to, this man said okay. oh, well, you're not going to be a serious birder because you're going to get married and have kids. Okay. Someday. You can never oh. be. Yeah, and, and it's like, right. I know the woman who said, oh. who, who who referenced that. And it's like, that's not, that's, she's, the, yeah. And I know, uh. I know who said it. Oh. And it's like, oh, I'm not surprised. And uh, so it makes me sad that someone younger than me got that from someone right. i know and and so here's the thing uh, th- this was my big takeaway of the article number one men even if women aren't naming your name mm-hmm. if you're saying this kind of thing oh yeah they're sharing the information we're sharing the information in chat groups we know who you are we're not going to work with you right number two the, th- the the thing that i wanted to have happen with this article and it kind of happened on the world girl birders page was the, the the article I want to see after this is how do you handle this? And I think like I was interviewed for this article, I wasn't quoted, and that's fine because I was like, I don't think you want to quote me because I'm problematic. Right. Because 
I've had men make me feel uncomfortable, but I've confronted it in my own way. Oh, sure. And I deal with it. And it's and, and in my brain, I'm also very fortunate enough to be in a career position of, I don't have to deal with that nonsense. Right. If you're going to be that way with me, I'm not going to work with you because I have plenty of opportunities. Right. But if you're someone who's kind of up and coming and exactly, this comes yeah. up to you, you may feel like, I want to say, I want to tell you to fuck off. I can't tell you that because I'm still building my bridges. Whereas I'm like, I've, I, I've built my bridges. I have yeah. some more bridges to build. So I want to have the conversation of when somebody says something problematic, how do you handle it? And, and for me, you know, there are different ways to handle it. I'm not a perfect human being. And I've, you know, certainly like I think about the way I behaved when I was, you know, a teenager and in college. And I think was, about the know, way I behaved in, as a teen in my 20s. And that's what I'm terrified about with social media is that it's going to come right. out. I've grown. I'm not happy with the way I was. I don't, to my knowledge, and I pray this is not true. I have never discounted a woman because I thought, oh, she could never do this thing because she's going to get married. She's going to have babies. She's going to get married and get babies. I've known you for over half my life. Yeah. You've never had that thought. Right. Other problematic <laughs> thoughts, yes. Oh, no, I'm completely problematic. One. I have no, yeah, yeah. I have no problem with that. I've never, that has never occurred to me that somebody's talent uh, would be, you know, uh, suspended because they're going to have babies and yeah. take care of that. They're going to go baby crazy. But I have like had that. more than one male birder tell me, I can think of someone who has a book coming out right now uh, that once told me, it was like, they, he was looking at younger birders and who was up and coming and was like, well, really the only ones that are of interest to me are the men. They're only, they're mm. the only ones doing anything of interest to me. I've never understood that, but then I've never, this you know. guy also went on to tell me about how boys are predisposed to be better birders because they have the collecting gene. Because when you look at trading cards and how their interest in matchbox car, matchbox cars, and he's like, girls may start out with That's... that, but then their hormones kick in and then they're going to want to have babies and get married. Yeah. And that's not even the person this the person in the article. Do references. you without generally speaking, is there do you find that this is in a an age range of men, or do you find that this is this is even in the, the young ish male but I feel young birders is such a weird term because You can say young birders. Yeah. So here's the thing. If you go onto the birding memes page, mm-hmm. there's some there's some really great guys on there. Sure. There are also some that's like that. I know why you thought that was funny. Right. That's really terribly. That's yeah, that's really sexist. Wow, that's borderline incel. Right. And f- for people who don't know, incel means it means involuntary celibate, and you can Google incel when you're not on your work computer about what that movement right. is. Um, yeah. No. It's that's. I'm the conversation I want to have, and, and I can I just point out on World Girl Birders the conversation that we had that I thought was fascinating, sure. and we maybe need to have another one. You don't need here. my permission to have that discussion. No, okay. I just, but I don't want to make you uncomfortable to talk about my vagina. But that uh, makes me really uncomfortable. My vagina does not make you uncomfortable. Vagina. <laughs> no, but so I was talking about it's like I really want to have the conversation of in front of young women. Let's talk about how when sexism happens, what you say. And there, sure. there are certain people I'd be like, you need to no longer say that word and here's why. Mm-hmm. And, but, but then there, there, but I've also had the conversation with more than one male person who I love as a friend and respect as someone I have to work with. And it's like, 
Okay, I don't think you meant that to sound that way, but here's why that was problematic, what you just said. Or, I don't think you meant it this way, but here's how what you just said is going to be viewed by women. Right. And and have that conversation. And it's usually over a beer. And I talked about that. And then someone I really respect on World Girl Birder said, why the fuck are you apologizing? You know, you're doing this whole thing of right. women have to make everyone feel comfortable when they just did something problematic. Why are you making them feel comfortable while you're discussing this? And I started to think back. I'm not going to lie. I grew up in Indiana. Mm-hmm. I thought of myself progressive when I came out of there. I clearly wasn't. And I've had people oh, of color. I've had people of color. Mm-hmm. And I have had people that are non-binary tell me, hey, these are things you're saying and doing that are problematic. And I was trying to think. It's like some of them did the whole thing. I know you think you're progressive, mm-hmm. but here's how what you just said is hurtful. It's... But I've also had like people say, hey, asshole, don't say this anymore. And this is why. It's a question of context. I think so. Which is, if you know someone, like, and people, I'm sorry, it's it's easy to apply a black and white, like, here's how you act all the time, here's how you act, you know, da-da-da. But if you know someone, yeah, and you know that they're making a mistake, it's much better to take them aside and be very kind with them, as opposed to a stranger or someone who's being obviously a complete dick about this to publicly shame them about this. There are some people that I am willing to just be in public. Just Hey, asshole. Right. Or there are some people like even at a bar. Hey, asshole. Here's what happened. But then there are people like, I really like you. And you just said something terrible. You know, well, I mean, there's, said also something terrible. Of, there's also a sense of people trying to figure things out. And I think that's what a lot of this is. And, but at the end of the day, that's the article I want to read. It's like, it's messy. I think you and I have both had this conversation multiple times of someone who, someone who is a friend of ours, someone who we like, has said something like, I don't understand why blank mm-hmm. group does this. It just really bothers me. And then it's your responsibility not to yell at them and make them feel bad to say, okay, hold up. Here's what you don't understand. And I know yeah. that... I know who you are, and you are a person who tries to understand things. Here's what you don't understand. Yeah. It is the quote-unquote teachable moment. It is. It is. But I was just fascinated by on World Gorbert from someone I respect. Sure. And someone who I, 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 I trust her method of communication. Sure. She's an amazing communicator just saying, why are you feeling the need to make someone else comfortable? I think you're just being a girl about this. And I was like, that's fascinating. <laughs> She did not say that. Okay. She did not oh, say okay. that. Okay. That was great, great, great. that's just me doing yep. the interpretation of this. Let me just be clear. <laughs> she did not say that. Great. That she didn't use that exact phrase. Sure. That's me paraphrasing. But it, it's it, it it's fascinating. But I'm also thinking too, like some of the seasonals I've had because I have to train people in and 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 one guy was a vet who's who's mm-hmm. older and my mo with seasonals is. I, I, I rule with a firm well, hand, but I, I'm also nice. And so it's like, right. I don't tell you to do something. I ask you to do something. And like one day this vet was like, you're way too nice. Just tell me to fucking take the trash. Oh, out. yeah. You know, it's like, oh, no, yeah. no, 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 don't ask me to take the trash. Oh, out. God. Yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, this is something. You've been in the military, so you understand. Well, yeah. But I mean, this is something that I've discussed this, that I've had because I have had multiple uh, female supervisors in my life. And it absolutely drives me crazy. 
when they try to do, and I've since learned that this is a thing that women are trained to do, like to suggest that I do things. And I'm just like, I literally recall having this conversation. It's like, if you want me to do something, tell me to do this. Don't ask me if I feel like it because I'm not going I'm to not feel asking, like it. Yeah, I'm not exactly, asking yeah. if they feel like it. I was like, can you take the trash out? Right. That, that's, and that is, and I say that for That's, that's pretty clear, I will say. But, but, but it's, it's like, I, I try to phrase something in a way where someone has the option to tell me no with a good excuse. Right. That, but it's... I get it. I completely get it. I'm not trying to... I mean, it's very clear that if you say no to me, it's not going to end well for you unless you have a good <laughs> excuse. But I, I just thought it was funny because it's like, that's just that's just my uh, MO. And, and also in my grand scheme of being at the park service, I want to be the good cop. Right. I have reserved someone else in my brain as being the bad <laughs> cop. So I want to be the good cop to you as long as possible. And then when you cause a problem... Because <laughs> that imp- that person in- has to do the paperwork. I enjoy being the bad cop, and I will be the bad cop. I don't have to do the paperwork, so you're a you, wait. Are you a, you're a power good cop? Would that be the uh, explanation? Of it? <laughs> That's a deep guy. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna have guests on the podcast, so we're gonna have to find a female to talk about. <sighs> this. Look, I know I'm sexist, and I know that I'm unintentionally sexist, and I know that I'm un unintentionally problematic i don't think that i've ever actually you know thought like oh she's not serious about this one thing that i found interesting about this article was someone on twitter was like oh i relate to this because i joined the christmas bird count i was really excited to Mm -hmm. do this and then this guy questioned all my sightings and i didn't want to do the christmas bird count ever Mm -hmm. again and i was like and i said i'm sorry that happened but at the same time I would never let a guy destroy something I enjoy. Mm. I would just be like, I'm just not going to... And I think that's where Mm. I get problematic because I love birding so much. That's true. And if there is a guy that's going to make it not fun for me, (laughs) I'm going to find a way to pretend that guy doesn't exist. Even if that's a guy who thinks he's in a position of power. Right. Even if that's a guy who... Maybe many people in the birding community thinks is in a position of power. And I think that's why I'm a a problem with these articles. Because it's like, to me, because I've had people say, I Uh I, I mean, like, editors say to me things like having conversations with them. And they're like, well, how do you know what that word means? Or... Mm. Right. Oh, I get it. And I mean, I've had people like, well, you only really got to where you are because you slept with such and such. And it's like, no, I didn't. And I'm just not going <laughs> to deal with you ever The only again. reason why you're on this podcast, Sharon, is because you slept with me. Yeah, that's the only reason I'm on the podcast. <laughs> worth it. Um, <laughs> hashtag worth it. But... But I think that's just always been my, I think, and maybe just growing up in the 70s, it's like, oh, I'm going to have to deal with sexism. But also there's this kind of this whole new crop of men out there who aren't sexist. Right. I'm going to find the men who aren't sexist yeah, and work with them. And the men who are sexist, it's like, I'm just going to find a uh, way to ignore you or work around you. So... And it's it's maybe a thing out there of like women who want to do that, you shouldn't have to deal with that. It's, yeah, it's, I... I don't, well, again, it's this, you know, you can't, 
see your own blind spots. I, you know, I'm trying to see my own blind spots, but like, I don't see this in the men that I deal with. Well, you don't deal with burning men. Yeah, right. But I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying it's it's difficult to call. Like, I just don't understand it. I I, I, I don't understand it. But when but when because when... I think, and I'm. Okay, I, I think birding is so ridiculous. The idea that people take the the idea that men in birding take birding so seriously that they don't take the women in birding so seriously. I think there's a handful of men who don't, and okay. I feel like there. And and also, this is my blinders on of all the men I've worked with who do take them seriously. Right. And, and and that's not to say. I mean, I have had instances like you go to British Bird Fair. Mm-hmm. They're not used to female birders in Britain, and so definitely like, not an American Sharon Steitler. Yeah, and, and it's like <laughs> you're just the girl here, so I'm not going to answer your questions. But I mean, in North America, it's a given. Yeah. There are more female birders than right. male. It's you know what it is for me. It's the thing of like um, the thing that's happened in the past, you know, decade or so of sexism. Yes, sexism was invented <laughs> it's only been a in 2007. Problem. No, this thing about the idea that you need to prove that you're a nerd. Oh. And it's like, you know, apparently there are men who quiz girl. Like, if a girl says she's into Battlestar Galactica, it's like yeah. quizzing themselves. The idea that you need to prove... Because I grew up in the battle days of the 70s and 80s where nerd was a pejorative. It was like, that was something that was put on The idea that you need to prove... Your nerdiness will never stop being funny to me, yeah. Because that's so fucking crazy. It's and but and, and maybe that's and this is the thing. While I'm really, I don't want to talk to anybody when I'm out birding alone. Yeah. So the other day, I was birding my patch. I was not birding my vagina because that's what everybody thinks when I say my patch. But yes. um I was at a spot where I know I get frogs, but I'm also like in a wide spot of my patch. And so I can, like, I, that's where I scan mm-hmm. for a waterfowl. It's also by an eating disorders inpatient facility. And uh, I heard a semi-trailer kind of, like, coming, and it's idling, and and and, and it stops, and it's idling, and it's like, oh, God, this guy wants to talk to me. And it's like, I'm just going to, like, focus really hardcore on my, my, my thing. And then, like, I hear he turns off his semi. Mm. And he's like... What you looking at? And I'm like, I'm I'm just looking at birds because everybody assumes I'm taking pictures. But it's like I'm just looking at birds. Like, oh yeah, it's spring migration. It's great. See anything good? And so, and that's always a loaded question for me. I don't even like it from birders. I don't know. It's like anything good today? Because mm. I also feel like that's like your cock measurement, right? Because it's like, see anything good today? Do you, do you have the rarity? So my default answer is. It's all good. Because that's true for me. It's like, sure. I, I've, at this point, I've seen every bird in my patch I'm going to see. You know, I've already seen it in other yep. places. If something new shows up in the patch, that's good. And if I see it and it's good, you, and I'll tell you. And he's like, so what's good that you see? And I'm like, all right, I just want you to drive in your semi and go away. I don't want to talk to you. I was like, you know, there are an ass load of fox sparrows out here. It's been, it's fox sparrows. They're golden crown kinglets. Mm-hmm. You know, migration is in. It's great. Thank you thumbs up and he's like oh yeah i love that that's great this was what else are you seeing that's good i'm like i've just given you three really good birds there's hooded mergansers there's cardinals there's canada geese please leave me alone here's how 
I would deal with this if if I had to deal with this, which I do not. I would get a hazmat outfit. <laughs> I can't watch birds in a hazmat outfit. That's not and fun. put little cones around me with little like <laughs> flashing lights. Do you know how uncomfortable a hazmat outfit is? And if anybody said, "See any good?" I would look at them and go. What are you doing in this area? Get the fuck out! Get the fuck out! I just want to walk and pre- and then like I want everybody to pretend like they don't notice me with my scope and my tripod. I'm sorry. Uh, and my blonde hair is also a I problem. Don't, and again, this is my nature. I don't like if I was jogging or biking, I would not stop to talk to anyone. No, no, and I mean, it's fine when it's birders, but I mean, also, there's, it's also like, anything good today? Right. And it's like, to me, like, if I got a, an American Red Start in good light and I got an amazing photo, I was like, yeah, the American Red Starts are great. And then the look of disappointment of like, I was hoping you were going to say Redneck Grape, you know? <laughs> and it's like... Uh, but then there are also the people who are just in my patch and it's like, did you take any good photos today? And it's like, it's a spotting scope. Yeah, there's a people people who have general interest in nature and they're just trying to be like beyond, you know, guys who are creeping on you. People who are just basically trying to be friendly. Don't talk. No, birders, I don't want to talk to you. Non-birders, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I, I went dark. You did. You just need to dress more scary. You need to have, like, you know, a helmet with, like, spikes on it and things like that. I think that's going to make people talk more. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Like, part of a sign is, like, scientific inquiry and process. Please do not disturb. I don't know. How oh, to well, then, well, well, what's a scientific inquiry? I need to know. Then you go to the microphone. <laughs> Tack team, move in. All right. We, we, we need to end on, on something funny okay how many uh, legs does the dog have okay so here's story? the thing i this clearly happened uh i i've had a cold recently and some cold medicine guess what i had a cold recently too about four days after we're gonna yo. blame jim ford for my park all right because he came in one day and i was like well you sound kind of stuff yeah my kid came home with something and i kind of like was like backing up uh-huh. and i didn't get sick but then the guy in the cube next to me got sick and then he got gordon sick right and then like i got sick yep and then I worked with my buddy Kyle, and then Kyle got sick. Mm-hmm. And then we all came in on Saturday, and I was sick, Gordon was sick, mm-hmm. and Kyle was sick. Then you got sick. And then I got sick. We're going to blame Jim Ford on this. Yeah. Because he his kids who you, go to school in Wisconsin brought us something. You are going to blame Jim Ford for this. I'm blaming It's like, why, why? We have sick leave at the park service. Why did you come into the park service? Right. You just had an office day and you got us all sick. Right. You got the whole interpretive team at the park service. So if you're wondering why this episode of the Bird Chick Podcast has extra bass on it, well, that's why. If you're wondering why we went so off tangent, it's because we're on cold medicine. Because yeah. I feel like I can feel, I, I could hear my... Anyway, I right, found that, something that. on the Bird Chick page that I didn't realize that I posted. Uh-oh. I'm just, I'm just, Okay. It's going to enlarge this so you can't oh see boy. the name. Here's what I posted. What is this? Uh, let's see. Well, it looks something that looks like an egg. Oh, you should, uh, yeah. But it looks like, it basically looks like a electron microscope thing of a disease. 
Um, yeah, it looks like a nest that's built on something that I will not identify on screen. <laughs> you it will not like, say, oh, so this looks like yeah. a venereal disease, doesn't it? it? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> but there's a, an egg in a nest and I don't know what the nest is built it on. It looks like a venereal disease, maybe of a woman and something sure. is enlarged. I would not have said a woman. So I'm just going to tell you. Right. That's a peach. Oh. Oh, okay. I can see that. <laughs> yep. It's a hummingbird nest on ah, a beach. Oh, that's fantastic. So anyway, I was going to say it looks like a scrotum. That's where I was going with Oh, that. okay. Well, according to emojis, sure. peaches are for the ladies. Sure. But anyway, I, I was like scrolling. So I was like, why does this keep showing up on my feed? Right. Oh, I posted this to the bird chick page. <laughs> Dumbass. Because I was like, why is this VD thing keep showing up in my Jesus <laughs> Why do people that listen is, to this podcast? Oh, God. That is dumbass level 100. That is... What's that? Th- this like the thing that used to happen in Twitter back in the in the good old days uh, where people would be like, why does... I'm trying to think of a hashtag. It was like uh, something that would offend people. Why does uh, hashtag... Cowballs keep showing up in my feed, and they would like repeat the hashtag, oh, and they wouldn't yeah. understand what hashtag was so popular. But people would keep retweeting it. So anyway, amazing. This is the public podcast. Yep, it's better when it's private. Mm. When you're in a Patreon member. Anywho, I don't know about that. So the next public podcast, we're gonna have a guest. Yes. Should we save the guest, or are we saving that for the? No, Patreon? yeah, let's tell, let people know. Okay, because we tell the Patreons, and we tell the Patreons that if you want to give us a question to ask this person, mm-hmm. that we will do that. Um, so our next guest, it's n- he's not a birder. Mm-hmm. He has not written any bird books. Mm-hmm. He is into nature. He totally is into nature, mm-hmm. um, and he's given me uh, LPs of bird songs. Mm-hmm. But he's a musician. Yep. And it's Jeremy Messersmith. If you, that's our friend Jeremy Messersmith. If you have questions. No, that's the Patreons. They only the Patreons. No, no, I think we want a variety. Of, like our Patreons are, they will get priority. But if you have nature birding questions for Jeremy Messersmith, let us know. All right, this is Bird Chick Podcast number 245. If you have any questions for Sharon, you can talk to her on Twitter where she is at Bird Chick. You can email us your questions for us or Jeremy Messersmith at Sharon at BirdChick.com. You can find Sharon on Facebook where she is The Bird Chick. And we will be back soon. <laughs>